108 minute heavy flow stream of consciousness. Testing. Girl, girl is occupied. So I was led to this fabulous passage um, from the book, from chapter one uh, of the book, The Rise and Fall of Gay Culture by Daniel Harris. If I am not mistaken, this was published in 1997. He is himself a gay man. Uh, so he is speaking from the inside is my point. He's speaking from within the community. And he is also perhaps speaking on behalf of the community. Well, you know, if you can do that. So here's this, here's this juicy little passage that I think explains a lot about the inner workings of the transgender movement. Because of our fiercely fetishistic involvement with diva worship, the star, even in a sense, traded places with her gay audience, who used her as a naked projection of their frustrated romantic desires, of their inability to express their sexual impulses openly in a homophobic society, and to seduce and manipulate the elusive heterosexual men for whom many homosexuals once nursed bitterly unrequited passions. In the process of this transference, the diva was voided of both her gender and her femininity and became the homosexual's proxy, a transvestite figure, a vampish surrogate, through whom gay men lived out unattainable longings to ensnare such dashing heartthrobs as Clark Gable Humphrey Bogart, and Gene Kelly. End quote. Aside from the many startling vocabulary choices, um, I find it to be kind of noteworthy and entertaining. I kind of thought Clark Gable, Humphrey Bogart, and Gene Kelly were gay. I thought they were gay. At least... Some of them. Wasn't Clark Gable gay? <laughs> the diva was voided of both her gender and her femininity and became the homosexual's proxy, a transvestite figure, a vampish surrogate through whom gay men lived out unattainable longings. This motherfucker is testifying against himself. I love it when a motherfucker does that. The star even, in a sense, traded places with her gay audience, who used her, who used her as a naked projection of their frustrated romantic desires, of their inability to express, of their inability to express their sexual impulses openly in a homophobic society. 
and to seduce and manipulate the elusive heterosexual men for whom many homosexuals once, once nursed bitterly unrequited passions. I would like to suggest that homosexual men will forever bitterly nurse unrequited passions for heterosexual men, as that is the nature of sexuality. This is not at one time in history. This will be forever. Unless you can convince a nigga that some women have a dick. How, has, this, has this worked? Like, I just want to know how many 22-year-old young men out there are they straight and sucking dick and still trans but straight? Who's confused by this? And who is incapable of seeing or hearing? The, 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 the contempt for created femininity, right, as it is envied. And yet it is utterly disconnected from womanhood, thoroughly fucking misunderstood. It's we were voided before he fucking started to mention again. See, the diva was voided of both her gender and her femininity. See, but long before that, what did the woman ever exist? Did the woman even ever exist? So I was led to this chapter, chapter one, because another part of this chapter involves an event that took place in the 1960s. No, no I'm sorry. Forgive me. In the 1980s in New York, um, when the movie Mommy Dearest, 1981, the movie Not Mommy Dearest was, was released. And this is um, a strange film about uh, Joan Crawford's Yes, it was Joan Crawford's life, and she was portrayed by the actress Faye Dunaway. I often forget who was who. And um, th this movie is about her beating the shit out of her daughter, essentially. It's just about, it's just a gruesome, fucking, like, orgiastic, highly detailed, like, you know, just, like, show of child abuse. This woman beats the shit out of her adopted daughter, <laughs> lies about her, uh, abandons her. Um, it is implied in the film, I haven't read the book, but it is implied in the film that there are uh, many men, many sexual partners coming in and out of the house, and the child is interacting with these people. And we know what happens, especially in motherfucking Hollywood. Not that any little girl should be left alone with, with a dude they don't know. Uh, with a dude they don't know. Um, but the, the, this is the original passage. So I was, I was curious about Mommy Dearest. It came out in my childhood, and I have a very interesting connection, personal connection with this film. So every now and then, I will go back to it and read about it or look at it again. Not the whole film, but some fucking clips or something. So here you go. Also, also from the same book, this is the passage that brought me to the last passage. 
By the 1980s and 90s, the pantheon of immortals, while still treated reverently by many gay men, had become fair game for ridicule. As when New York drag queens commemorated the 1981 release of Mommy Dearest by dressing up as Joan Crawford and kicking life-size effigies of her daughter Christina up and down Christopher Street. Should I read that again? Do you need to hear again that a group of men, a group of male homosexuals, a group of men dressed up not as Faye Dunaway in the movie, like it was not even once removed. They went straight back. They dressed up. They themselves were as Joan Crawford, the mother herself. Life-size dolls that they kicked up and down the street. I would like to submit for your consideration that the only way men could get away with kicking life-size dolls of little girls up and down the street would be to do it dressed as women. That's how they got away with it. They dressed up as women and a society allowed them to call it campy, to call it gay culture, to call it fabulous, diva, all these fucking words, all these other things. But what these men did was made life-size dolls, little girl, a specific girl, Christina Crawford, a specific girl. The reason why they knew this specific girl's story was because she grew into a woman and very bravely and very boldly told this fucking story. And they made dolls of her as a child and kicked these effigies of Christina Crawford, specifically this little girl who was alive at the time as a grown woman up and down Christopher Street. These motherfuckers couldn't have gotten away with that in jeans and t-shirts. That would have been crazy if men were just out there dressed as lumberjacks kicking fucking life-size dolls of little girl, a specific little girl. Just fuck you. Fuck you, Christina. You, girl, specifically. Any little girl, really. But, I mean, just the fact that we can uh, accept this violence against a specific child, my point being that it might be easier to accept if it was um, an interpretation of a little girl, if it was a, a symbolic of a little girl, maybe it's like a, a few times removed, it's mediated. But no, they're saying this is Christina Crawford, person, Christina Crawford, kicked her up and down and down. This really sounds like it was a fucking celebration. I will be looking for footage of men dressed as women kicking and beating Christina Crawford dolls that they made themselves up and down publicly abusing these dolls and this is not is this, this is let me tell you how how much how how irrelevant the experience of the female in the culture of the woman in the culture is right let me just explain that in this first chapter, the word women, plural women, 
is mentioned four times. The word men, plural, men, is mentioned 35 times. There are words like diva. There are words like star. But woman, or women, excuse me, women, five times. Men, very often preceded by the word gay, but men, 35 times. That's because men are people. What's also fascinating about this uh, is that this man in his book, uh, The Rise and Fall of Gay Culture, which has something to do. That's it. It's just a little, just a cute little side note, just a little footnote in gay culture. When, when gay men dressed up as a woman and then made dolls of a little girl and went into the street in public and beat the shit out of the kid as its parent. The rise and fall of gay culture. It's just a footnote, cunt. Just a footnote. So let's see. Most of the movies he mentioned here, too, I am going to assume. I, I mean, we can look this shit up in real time. Of course, fuck you. I'm here by myself. So I guess it's just us. <laughs> um, but I'm going to assume that most of these movies that these divas um, were in were written by men, directed by men, financed by men, edited by men, approved by men. The clothing was, if not designed by men, certainly approved by men. The women themselves were selected by men. There's, again, no place in here where... The reality of femininity, being a female, the reality of womanhood, just your basic quotidian experience is considered. There's no room for it. And it's because of this, the vacuum that has been created by the avoidance of the full and complete personhood of people with vaginas that the transgender agenda has come to fill. This is why motherfuckers think they feel like women because all of the women that they've known in the culture have been chosen or written by or dressed by or created by edited by, imagined by, abused by men. You don't have enough information to say that you feel like a woman. It's also just fucking insane as there is nothing in your experience to compare it to. Um... And if you would like for me to be wrong, these are the conditions um, under which I will consider being wrong. I know how it feels to be a trans person, I guess. huh? Am I sharing 
these feelings with you. You're so much a woman that you and I are the same. So then as a woman, let me relate to you, bitch. Let me relate to your fucking behavior. Um, you, bitch, are a fucking problem. Because um, I know that as a woman, I've never, ever felt the need to force children to be around me while I was naked. That's the locker room laws that you're pursuing right now. And over and over again, private accommodations are scorned. They are considered insulting. Um, I was called a nigger every fucking day when I was in school. I would have loved to have a private fucking locker room away from those scrawny little white cunts who literally analyzed me like they were marketing me for muscle while we were standing together in the fucking locker room. The muscles in my thighs, my structure, and I will say, I have to admit, now that I am grown and I am seeing things clearly, I am a uniquely phenomenal specimen. But at the time, um... When I was being examined and this was being discussed with me to my face as well as behind my back, um, I remember coming into school. I had to go to these white schools with these white people. And I remember coming into school after missing a few days of class and finding it's like in third fucking grade in a Catholic fucking school. OK, Jesus first, bitches. Right. Let's let's just say how Christ like how Christ like y'all managed to be. Um, Catholic fucking school. I come back to school. I'm in third grade and some little white cunt is feeling herself. We're on the fucking line. I'm bullied every day. I'm excluded. I'm, and it's funny, right? Because when I was a kid, I was humongous, huge. I was always like one of the, the one, one, two, three biggest girls in the class. Puberty hit me like a motherfucking iron bat. And I am a tiny, tiny little woman with a Godzilla personality now because of all of this. But I come back into class. I'm very awkwardly trying to not take up too much fucking space, which is impossible because I was huge um, around these runty fucking bird bone little white kids. Um, and I remember something happened and this little cunt whose name I remember, but I will not say, uh, turned around and said, you know, Yesterday in class, we were talking about you. We were talking about how pretty your skin is. The teacher was telling us that your skin is really pretty. And I just don't want you to know. I just want you to know that I don't think so. And I was like, um, so, <laughs> well, I was home with a fever. This white bitch took it upon herself to teach a lesson about me. This lets you know that she knew that I was being hated on by white racist children all day, every day in a Catholic fucking school. Which, by the way, this is the best of the whites, isn't it? Because you have to pay, right? So these families, they're, they're from like everything the culture wants from them. They're white they're Catholic and they have money to pay for private school. This woman knew that their children were fucking savages, that they were after me every fucking day. And this was her best idea 
to objectify me further by teaching a lesson about me in my absence. By the way, is this a good time? Hashtag light skin privilege, hashtag biracial privilege, hashtag mulatto privilege. If you fucking think any of these things, it's because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because not completely unrelated, another absent voice is that of the light skinned black person, is that of the mulatto or biracial person. Again, without being created by other types of people or other categories of people, even if those categories are imaginary. Now's probably a good time for me to mention that Dr. Joy, excuse me, Dr. Joy DeGruy, wait, let me, let me just check this because I am, I'm like 90% certain that she invented this fucking expression that she used in her book called Post- Traumatic slave disorder. And it, there's, let's see. Oh, do, 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 yep, she fucking made it up. Oh, 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 here, wait, I see one. So she uses the expression bipigmented. I don't want to be almost 50 fucking years old on this goddamn fucking planet for almost half a century, bitches. Half a century, keep up. And be finding out new, new, new words, new labels for having one parent who was assigned black at birth and one parent who was assigned white at birth. Because that's really what the assignments are in the culture. If you have a fucking vagina that goes all like it's just a part of your structure and it's written into your fucking DNA and written into your fucking everything... You're not assigned that at birth, dum-dum. You just are it. And you can choose to accept or reject the cultural assignments that are smeared upon you because of what the fuck you are. Those are assignments you can consider. But you are male or female. You must be because, once again... The vast majority of the world operates on this motherfucking assumption. <laughs> um, and, and once again, in the most simple, in the most quotidian uh, circumstances, biology fucking matters. Biology fucking matters. From the Yazidi women, right? The Yazidi people, I've spoken about them before, when their villages were raided. What happened? The people with penises were murdered and the people with vaginas were raped. Nobody sat them down and interviewed them to discuss how they fucking felt about any of it because I'm sure they would have all just been like, no thanks, no matter what, right? So fuck your fucking feelings. I hate to have to borrow that from some of the most disgusting people on earth, but this uh, broken clock being right twice a day bit, let me borrow that from the 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 the, the poop triots on the fucking on the fucking right and and for as much as I am not into nicknames those motherfuckers smeared shit on the walls of the Capitol building, and I will never stop talking about it. So, to borrow an expression from the poop triots, fuck your fucking feelings. Fuck your feelings, not mine. Fuck your feelings. Fuck your feelings. Why don't we start there? Fuck your feelings. What is this woman feeling? 
I need it written in the law. I don't understand why there are no qualifiers, while there, while, why, why there is no way to authenticate this woman feeling because it seems to be quite traceable, quite distinctly a masculine creation of femininity that is that is that is that is that is applied that is used to express this quote unquote essentially woman feeling that i myself have never fucking felt i don't know what the fuck it is you're talking about i have breastfed for 5 years of my life but i don't wear makeup what what does that make me? Where are we going with this? My favorite shoes that I wear every day, practically, are men's shoes. Are men's shoes. What does this mean? What does this mean? When I was 19, so we're talking like the 90s, okay? Um, fucking... I discovered that boxer briefs, boxer briefs have been introduced into the market, right? So previously men's underwear had been exclusively tidy whities and regular boxer um, shorts, boxer shorts, cottony and, and flowy and, and, and just kind of loose and baggy and big. Not that we don't know what boxer shorts are, but it just was very different when boxer briefs were introduced and they were, you know, they clingy to your body, you know, because the, the different fabric. And I was really kind of intrigued because one of the things I knew for sure just from looking at boxer briefs in the package was that they were not going to go up into my asshole. They would never find their way there. This is something that men don't allow for themselves to have to be burdened with all day, every day. Uh, little clumps of fabric traveling up and rubbing against their fucking anuses all day. Men have long ago figured out that there's other better things to think about than having to constantly remove your fucking underwear from your asshole. So wanting to join into this uh, world where it would seem as though there are hours added to your day, if not your day, definitely your week when it comes to not having to consider the discomfort of panties. I bought myself some boxer briefs and I bought myself some iron-on patches like little hearts and stupid shit that I thought were funny. I actually got a fucking patch that said Captain. Captain. And I ironed it right on the front. <laughs> right like on my pubic bone uh, to close up the hole, the the pee, pee dick hole. I put it over that. Um, and I would wear these boxer briefs um, and I was uh, comfortable, kind of happy. They're, they're way fucking better than the itchy fucking grind, like than the than lace underwear that literally is, is, you could compare it to torture. You realize that women are being sent out into the world with metal braces strapped around their chest. They're called underwire bras. And stiff, lacy fabric that literally can sever the fucking skin <laughs> shoved up into their assholes. 
And from here, they are asked to then put on more uncomfortable clothes and go out into the world and be congenial and functional. The little girls who have a difficult time doing this, hashtag all of us, or most of us, I would say, um, even girly girls, right? What, what happens first? You take that bra off, oh, oh, kick those shoes off. Oh, oh. All of that indicates that they were causing you pain. Get it? That's what that fucking means. That extreme sense of relief. You don't feel that extreme sense of relief when you kick off some fucking sweatpants. You're not like, oh, oh, oh. I did it in these Adidas all day, bro. All day, bro. Adidas all day. You're not tired. You're not fucking tired after being down with the Adidas all day. No. So now you have little girls who, like myself, may be drawn to the comfort, the comfort, the comfort factor of the boxer brief underwear. <laughs> I also don't wear makeup on my face because I like to rub my eyes. <laughs> I'm a simple bitch. This is not virtue signaling. I like to rub my eyes. I like to wash my hands and then... <laughs> Get in there. I love the fucking feeling that my fucking eyelashes separating. It's like a little bit of a satisfaction, like scratching an itch and like a little turn of massage. I love to fucking rub my eyes. So I cannot wear makeup. I cannot do it. I don't like it. I prefer to keep my eyes available to my clean fingers on occasion to enjoy the experience of rubbing one out. <laughs> It's that simple. And I'm grateful that I went through that in the fucking 90s when there was nobody there to be like, you know what? You're a boy, bitch. <laughs> You're a boy because you don't want panties up in your asshole. Can we discuss that the genuine implications of the discomfort of girl clothing? Can we really discuss that? Because I will tell you the truth. I went shopping for some sweatpants for a little girl and I was in a store where there were Women's and girls' clothes and men and boys' clothes. And um, I'm a creature of motherfucking habit. I will start, first off, in the sales section. So whatever. However the fuck that's organized, you show me some shit that says clearance, I'm going to look. And then I will back myself up out of that section to see if I haven't found what I need there. I'll go look more specifically around the rest of the fucking joint. And um, looking in the girls' section for, quote, sweatpants, okay? And Every single option was a yoga pant style, skin fucking tight, pants, leggings, every fucking option. I had to go to the fucking boys department to get this child some soft, comfortable fucking pants with pockets that might be soft and warm uh, I had to go to the boys department because that is where you find clothing made for people that we respect. That's where you find clothing made for the experience of the person wearing the clothing and not for the experience of the people who are seeing the person who are is, is dressed in the clothing. 
In other words, men's clothes is made for men's comfort and women's clothes are made for men's comfort. You do get it. So in order to be comfortable, every woman finds herself in some, quote, men's clothes at some point in her normal ass fucking life. We all drag kings, bitch. We all drag kings. Are you fucking kidding? Don't send your boyfriend. Isn't it the oldest fucking stereotype in the world? Stealing your boyfriend's clothes. Why did you do it, bitch? Didn't you want to be comfortable? That's why you took that shit, isn't it? You wanted to be comfortable. Maybe you had some dumb ass motherfucking girl's clothes on that you took off, you fuck, and then you don't want to put those fucking girl's clothes back on. Why not, bitch? You want to be comfortable. So what did you have to do? Take a man's clothes. You took your boyfriend's clothes. And then someone was like, oh, we'll make clothes for women and we'll call them boyfriend clothes. So you, in your mind, don't have to think that you are being a man or wearing men's. I don't I don't know what you fucking need because I would just I just wear clothes that I like. And I will tell you. um, They're very often women's clothes and tragically they are sometimes kids clothes because that's just how I'm shaped. But anyway, um, I wonder, what does that mean? Can I feel like a child? And considering that I fit in children's clothing, can I forever be a minor forever and like never have to pay taxes or go to jail? Can I do that? Can I assume the identity of who I physically fucking resemble, which is a fucking child? (laughs) Can I do that? No. The answer is no. (laughs) Here's a question. If I wanted to look less like a child, let's say, if I wanted to feel more like a woman <laughs> um, by getting breast implants, because having a man cut you open and put fucking plastic blobs up in your body, inside of your skin, inside of your body, helps you feel like a woman. I don't know. I'm going to need that explained to me. I'm I'm just repeating what the culture is insisting upon right at this moment. So here's my question. Donald Trump once said that a woman with small breasts could never be a 10. Okay, so that's a quote somewhere. You can look it up. We're going to add to that the studies that show that the more attractive uh, a person, a woman especially, is the more money she is expected to make through the course of her career. So now we have a connection between you know, he's the president. He was the president of the United States. We're supposed to take that silly orange cunt seriously, aren't we? So fine. That's what he said. Um, 74 million people voted for him. He must be right about something. So small chested women have a very slight chance or, or really don't have much of a chance of being considered as attractive as women with larger breasts. And the more attractive you are, the more money you are bound to make over the course of your life. And supposedly, even you'll feel even more like a woman. So what do I have to say to my insurance company to get them to cover the cost of breast implants for me? Because it would seem that as a woman, born a woman with a vagina, that breast implants could cure a lot of shit for me too. What are the, if I, okay, if I threaten to kill myself, will you cover my breast implants? Another question. If I threaten to kill somebody else, 
go, a woman, go to prison and then say what I just said. Do I get breast implants then? Do I get breast implants then? Because prison system, the fucking government is paying for breast implants. You've got to be fucking joking. While we're having this argument over universal health care, which really is just snipping masses chains. Nobody really wants to fucking frame it that way, but that's what it is. Like, raise your hand if you're stuck in your fucking job because of your medical insurance. Raise your hand if you're willing to take a job that makes you miserable because you will have medical insurance. Raise your hand if you're in that fucking job that makes you fucking miserable because you have student debt. Well, that's why universal college, universal health care. These are things that keep masses hands off of your life. These are liberating tools in a culture. If you have an option to leave a fucking job because it's not going to kill you. You will do it. The last thing Massa wants is for you to have options. What I find to be amazing is that we're in the middle of this pandemic and the news loves to say people want to go back to work. Really? Is that what people want? Because the last time I checked, most people hated their fucking jobs. What the fuck is thank God it's Friday? I don't I I don't work outside of my house. I've never had that sentiment. Friday might as well be Wednesday. It could be Sunday. It could be Tuesday. I don't love Friday more than Monday because it doesn't fucking mean anything to me as I am not dragging myself back to the fucking plantation. This has been the popular cultural sentiment for a minute. People are not fulfilled by their fucking jobs. They are not fulfilled by the ways in which they are able to bring money home. These are not the same activities. Those that fulfill you and those that pay you. And yet the narrative in this pandemic is that people want to get back to work. No, 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 nigga. People want to live inside and eat food, motherfucker. That's what they want to do. Nobody's eager to get back to work unless you are doing something that makes you feel fulfilled. Unless you are part of that privileged or exceptional class. You are an exception to the rule of career fucking misery. Nobody wants to go back to work. Well, most people, I would guess. Another big fucking mystery, and I guess now I guess kind of on a tangent, right? But another big fucking mystery are all of these supposed suicides from kids that are not in school. All of this supposed misery that's being generated from not being in school. Because the last time I fucking checked, being in school was making people suicidal and miserable because in America we celebrate bullying because in America we celebrate viciousness we love greed is good it's a favorite quote we love I didn't come here to make friends we love these sentiments right 
I remember being a small child, and I don't know how small I was, but pretty small. And I was brought to see an Indiana Jones movie, loved it, loved every minute of it, loved going to the movies with my dad, not complaining one second. But something that stuck in my memory to this moment, it made a hell of an impression, um, was uh, the scene where Indiana Jones is confronted with a, a stereotypical Arab Middle Eastern movie villain. I don't know what culture he was supposed to be from. All I know is what I was supposed to know, which he was not white, definitely Muslim, Arab, foreign. Uh, maybe Indian, but I don't, I don't know. Fucking, I don't know. The terrorist enemy of Indiana Jones, the not white. And he's standing there with the sword of some kind. And there's a lot of flourish swash with the blade up and under and around and over his head. And it's practically a dance swish, fucking blade goes flying around and Indiana Jones is standing across from him because now they're kind of like in a showdown position, you know, swish, swash, white dude standing there just looking swish, swish, fancy flourish blade sparkling sun <gasps> ah. and indiana jones just lifts up his arm with his gun and fucking kills the guy poof down one shot dead and the crowd goes wild we love that shit in america we love it the more we can demonstrate a hostility towards details and sensitivity the the more we will <laughs> because we'll be rewarded for it every time. Capitalism is not about humanity. Capitalism is very specifically about an absence of humanity. Consider what is requested of you when you are being asked to behave in a professional manner. You are being asked to perform as much like a machine in that capacity as possible. And we know this because they will replace you with a machine as soon as possible. So that was always the ideal, I guess. Something that didn't talk back, something that wasn't going to be late, something that didn't have children, something that doesn't eat, get tired, you know, have feelings. You know, like a, like a woman. <laughs> Vacant on the inside. Empty, just like a woman. So, um, yeah, back to gay men <laughs> dressing as women and uh, making life-size little girl dolls and beating the shit out of them in the street. Um, I think that we, we need to recognize that this same spirit is alive and well in the culture. You pick... It could be the American culture. It could be the gay men's culture. But it's absolutely the heart and soul of fucking trans culture. It's it, the idea. You feel like a woman because you're in makeup. Get the fuck out of here. What does that have to do with anything? Every time. And, and I'm going to say this real clear. Just speaking about wearing makeup. There has just been a, like a, a surge of trans women on the news i don't i don't know if i've seen them both on msnbc and cnn i think i probably have but i've definitely seen these people coming on and just being invited on as experts in their field there was one person who was speaking specifically on transgender stuff but others are invited to speak as just experts in what's being discussed which is not a problem except for the fact that these motherfuckers are 
far, far less attractive. They are far less attractive than any person with a vagina could ever be and still get on television. These, quote, women, right, because this is what we're supposed to accept, these are, are like terrifying, ugly fucking dudes with fucking makeup on. These motherfuckers wandered out of a Bud Light commercial and onto the news and they're being taken seriously. Meanwhile, if you watch CNN in the mornings and you see the new correspondence that they're introducing, right? They start their new kids out standing in front of the White House at fucking 4 a.m. It's freezing fucking cold. It's the worst job on earth. And they are the White House correspondents and they're out there and it sucks. And I will tell you what, each one looks like they were kidnapped off of a seventh grade fucking class trip to the Capitol and just smeared with a little fucking blush and put in front of the cameras. These are like physically immature young women. These are young women who will physically look different as they grow and mature. They're going to look more womanly, not just different as in like aging or way, but they will are they are actually in the process of developing into the women that they will be. And this process will complete itself in three to five fucking years. In the meantime, they seem to be the only people available to employ to be correspondents from the White House. Because I got to tell you, my hunch, my hunch is that there are women in their 40s and their 50s who have experience in politics, in journalism, even possibly in broadcasting, who are out of a job because they don't look like children who have been kidnapped off of a seventh grade trip. Who would take that job being a White House correspondent on CNN and standing there at five o'clock in the morning who would happily fucking broadcast and report. But unfortunately, they're too old and ugly for CNN. They're too old and ugly for cable news. Not the trans women. No, nope. There seems to be absolutely no limit to hideous when it comes to allowing someone with a penis who says that they're a woman onto the news to just casually discuss other shit that has nothing to do with being a man or a woman. Like, all I am asking really here is that you all fucking employ some ugly bitches like with vaginas that's it that's all i'm saying like let me see these like wrinkly ass motherfucking saggy fucking cunt looking chin fucking gobble gobble bitch i've never seen a gobble gobble get on the motherfucking nose because you're out of a job by the time you have chin go gobble gobble and a vagina you're unemployed that's what that shit is called not if you have a dick and you can say you're a woman, which is anyone, <laughs> you can be the ugliest motherfucker on earth and still sit there. And what's incredible is you'll be applauded, ugly, ugly dick. The fucking network will be applauded as being in fucking inclusive. Meanwhile, you let me know the last time you let me know. You fucking send me clips of the last hideously ugly 50 year old female expert on anything you've seen anywhere 
in 2021. I'm here. I will take it all back. That part anyway. I will take it back. But mostly what I see are beautiful young women. Beautiful young women. And if they're not particularly beautiful, goddamn, they're fucking young. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I am unaware of any movement among 40, 50 year old women where we have gracefully removed ourselves from consideration to allow for these seventh grade fucking girls to come and show up on the motherfucking scene. I am unaware of this movement where we've all just been like, you know what? You're right. It's your turn, little bitch. We're going to let these men like drop fucking dead on the air. But it's your turn, little bitch. It's your turn. Good Lord. Good Lord. In conclusion. I can't argue with the vision of a utopian world where we could all share accommodations regardless of anything about us, gender, age, anything about us, where we would be safe. Children, around adults, our elders, around our teenagers, <laughs> where everybody would be safe. Men around women, women around men, children around everybody. I, I recognize that that's a beautiful vision where you could let anybody in any locker room, in any bathroom, at any time. And I am fully in support of working towards that inclusive vision, the same way in which I am fully in support of working towards a world in which I can leave my front door open, like wide the fuck open, like not just unlocked, but like I want to be able to live uh, in Manhattan in a fucking brownstone that opens up to the street and leave my fucking door open and air out my fucking house and know that I am living in a culture full of people who are content enough to leave me the fuck alone. I want that. Of course I want that. I'm not going to start that process by flinging my fucking door open. That's not the first step. That's the last step. That's the last step. Letting everybody in to the same space where there will be vulnerabilities, physical and psychological vulnerabilities, Letting everybody into that same space before, not only before we are prepared, because preparation is starting from a positive position. It, it implies that you're prepared to be prepared, right? That you're ready to be prepared, that you're ready to understand what is required. You're prepared to be prepared. We're not even at that point because we're still stunningly depraved and justifying it. But these are two completely different conditions. Being prepared to 
engage in a process of change and evolution, working towards a point, and arrogantly guarding what the fuck is happening right now and being completely against conversation and and recognition and awareness. These victims, victims, women speak for themselves and are ignored. You have people like Trevor Noah, who I enjoy, right? Fuck, yes, of course. Oh, yeah, yes, of course I do. Yes, I like Trevor Noah. Yes, I do. But this fucking bitch, this fucking, this fucking dude who has said other shitty things, man. He's not perfect. He's just funny. But he was one of these men that got on this chorus line of, of this bit about um, the bathroom is gross and you're just an arrogant bitch if you think that anybody wants to do anything in there but pee. You are full of yourself, you conceited bitch. You think anybody wants to be in the bathroom to do anything other than pee? Well, okay, spoken like a man because every fucking woman on earth has used the fucking bathroom as a refuge as well. As a refuge as well. And if you're a woman who has not had to dip into the bathroom to avoid someone, shit, bitch, uh, you haven't lived much. I just don't know what the fuck to say to you. Maybe you don't live in a city. I don't know what the fuck, what, where this is, like, what happened in your life. But everybody, every woman I have ever known has recognized and understood that the bathroom is a place where you can go and pee and poop. That's, a, that's an available fucking uh, service in the bathroom. But it's also a place where you go to hide the fuck out, to get the fuck away, to take a fucking break. From the male gaze, in quotes, which can sometimes just be exhausting all by itself. But of course you think it's only about peepees and poopies. Of course. Spoken like a man. You also are not that interested in a, a young woman, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to tell her name. Because that would be me telling her story. And if you gave a fuck, you would know her story because she travels around the country and she tells her story herself. And part of her story is about being raped while vomiting. I'm going to repeat that. She was raped while she was vomiting. And her rapist, who was just an average boy, who was just an average guy, who was just another kid. This is not like, you know, Dershowitz or Epstein. This is just a fucking guy. Uh, she was drunk. He was, he was fucking with her. She was, you know, wanting to get away. Uh, she said she felt sick. He said, fine. He carried her into the bathroom, put her face in the fucking sink, allowing her to vomit while he viciously fucked her from behind. So if you think that predators have fucking boundaries, that predators are polite enough or predators somehow are going to bow down at this magical fucking border that trans people have put up, this belief that only someone who's sincerely having feelings that we have yet to articulate and define would ever say, I am a woman to Access his prey was spoken like a man. Spoken like a man. Do you think they want to hook up with you in a poopy duty toilet? Shut up, bitch. 
Why are you asking me what the fuck I think? Is this a personality? I have to pass a fucking personality test before I get to be by myself in the bathroom. No cunt. There's fucking data. Look at the fucking data. Don't worry about what the fuck I think. Thank God this is not dependent upon you believing what a woman fucking thinks. Thank God we have more than just what a woman thinks to fill in the fucking blanks in this argument. We have data. We have victims telling their stories. We also have autopsies. Dr. Sarah Good, motherfucking trigger warning. Dr. Sarah Good tells a story about being called in to interview a pedophile. She works with these people. Um, he had assaulted and murdered a two-year-old girl and her body was so viciously torn apart, two years old, by this man um, that the doctors performing the autopsy couldn't figure out exactly what the fuck he did. They actually couldn't figure it out. This two-year-old child was so severely mangled by this man, this two-year-old girl was so severely mangled by this man that they couldn't figure out what exactly he had fucking done. So they send in Dr. Sarah Good to save the day. And what he eventually tells her, and I'm fucking gagging as I am working up the energy to tell you what the fuck he told her. He fucking tells her that he reached his hand up inside her fucking vagina and tore out her internal organs through her two-year-old vagina. I need you to explain to me why you don't think this same motherfucker would say the words, I feel like a woman, to access his prey. Why don't you, in all of your wisdom, find a way to authenticate these feelings that are trans feelings, this gender dysphoria? Why don't you deal with those fucking feelings? And we have no issue welcoming you into this culture. We definitely need to expand our very limited perceptions of, of what humans and people can be in this culture. It is the culture that is limited. It is not your options. You don't have to be a rock'em sock'em dude guy or a woman. The culture has let you down. Not God. You weren't born in the wrong body. It's not a fucking assignment. Race is an example of an assignment as there is no genetic fucking basis. It's race is a superstition, essentially. Uh, God bless Nell Irving Painter, author of The History of White People. So... Let's work on ridding our world of men who reach their hands up inside of two-year-old girls' vaginas and rip their fucking internal organs out. Let's work on ridding our culture and our world of young men who will 
hang a young woman's head over the sink, allowing her to vomit in another direction while he viciously fucks her against her will from behind. Can we figure out first how we have ended up needing feminism, needing feminism. We need a belief system. We need to have discussions and conversations. We need waves and theories to get people to consider maybe stop fucking with everybody's mom. Like everybody's mom is a woman. Everybody's mom. Everybody. And we need an ism. We need a codified belief system to fucking debate and consider, argue about, learn words, more vocabulary. Stop fucking with mom. Did you have a mom? If she was awful, what the fuck happened to her? Let's start with mom. Maybe what we need instead of feminism is momism. Maybe we should get some mommyism up in this bitch. Get to know your mom. And you might start to get to know women. Consider the humanity and the experience of your mother outside of a therapeutic environment. How about that? How about that? Before you end up in therapy, bitching about your mom, why don't you think about your mom before then? Why don't you consider any bitch you pass in the street might possibly presently be or one day be or maybe had been a giver of life? Someone as supremely yearned for and loved by all of us, our mom. And women are so badly fucking betrayed in this culture that we even sometimes can't live up to our own parenting. That it becomes something that separates us from the most essential relationship. If you can imagine a closer relationship than with the person that grew inside of your body, hung out in your body for nine months, and the person with whom you were housed for the first nine months, if you can fucking tell me about a more significant human relationship, animal, mammal relationship, you know, I'll take it all back. But I don't think you can tell me that. 
And it's interesting because it takes the degradation of the mother to unroot, to unhinge, to, to unmoor a culture to the extreme that someone with a dick can be a woman. It takes the avoidance of the holistic nature of the person that is, you know, a mom. It takes that to fit a man into this profile. We have no room for you in womanhood, nigga. We have no room for you in womanhood. The space, the vacuum is an absence of appreciation on your part. Not room that exists within the identity of woman for you and your dick. It's a perception issue. There is no room for you in womanhood. The black hole that you think you're diving into is in your mind. There's no space for you here. You think you're diving into womanhood. You're diving in to the black hole, the vacuum created by the aggressive disinterest in people with vaginas and our experiences as people. You think there's room for you. There's not. <clears throat> Let me go back to this passage. Read it again. So we're all on the same page. Scrolling, scrolling. Let's look for the word void. <laughs> void. There it is. I found the passage. Again, because of our fiercely fetishistic involvement with diva worship, the star even in a sense traded places with her gay audience who used her as a naked projection of their frustrated romantic desires of their inability to express their sexual impulses openly in a homophobic society and to seduce and manipulate the elusive heterosexual men for whom many homosexuals, here it says once, I will argue will forever, nurse bitterly unrequited passions. In the process of this transference, the diva was voided of both her gender and her femininity and became the homosexual's proxy, a transvestite figure, a vampish surrogate through whom gay men lived out unattainable longings to ensnare such dashing heartthrobs as Clark Gabriel, Humphrey Bogart, and Gene Kelly. It's interesting because here you have the words or the phrases inability to express, yes, 
and you have here where is it uh well you have the use of the word projection right and you understand what you project upon is an empty fucking screen you realize that here that empty fucking screen is womanhood it's not that there is no image on the fucking screen you just refuse to see it so you think you can project yourselves on top of it without creating a fucking mess it cannot be done it cannot be done here we go express an inability to express alone is interesting but inability to express their sexual impulses openly in a homophobic society um, one of the things that this culture is attempting to get us to accept is pedophilia. And QAnon is the best thing to ever happen to the fucking liberal pedophile because now you can just say, oh, you're anti-pedophiles? Oh, you must think that they eat them and Oprah eats babies. Calm the fuck down. Calm the calmate. I don't care at all about that. Pedophilia has been forever going on, and I don't believe for a fucking second that pedophiles go into the voting booth just agonized, just fucking agonized, like, oh. Philosophically, I'm against big government, but I like to fuck kids. Boy, I am for the Green New Deal, but I like to fuck kids. They're not, they're not stressed out pedophiles about the political fucking circumstances in the culture. And what the, 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 the clownish ridiculousness of Trump and fucking QAnon, the fucking embarrassing lowbrow Walmart, Walmartidian Walmartosian, more mar, Walmart, Walmart, Walmartosian. I like that one. The 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 Walmartisian, the Walmart Walmartisian, the Walmartisian aesthetic of the Trumpsters and fucking QAnon is 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 reviling. Uh, rev it's revolting for the much more. Um, arrogant and, and, and artistic and, and much more into aesthetics kind of liberal. I would say that like quote unquote liberals um, would definitely be much more into aesthetics, much more into fashion, um, much more into therefore public appearance and how they come off, right? Your image. Liberals, liberals I think, uh, they love themselves. I mean, this is, nobody said it better than South Park. Fucking South Park. Um, fucking fart sniffing, arrogant, self-loving fucking liberals who have forever kind of been inching more and more and more towards anything goes sex, frankly. And I don't mean fucking homosexuality. I mean pedophilia, <laughs> which has nothing to do with homosexuality inherently. Um, Oh my God, I lost my train of thought. And you want to know why I lost my train of thought? Because I felt the need to add that fucking disclaimer that I am not conflating homosexuality and pedophilia. And I resent the fact that I lost what the fuck I was going to say in an attempt to appease some fucking asshole out there who may be going out of their way to misinterpret what I'm saying anyway. Christ, I fucking resent that. Holy shit. And that's what just happened. That's why I fucking lost my train of thought. Let me go back and listen. Shit. Fuck you. Okay. I remember what I was saying. Um, this first wave, this, 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 this bit here in this book 
gay culture, that's discussing gay culture and um, the divification of womanhood, the absence of, of actual, the humanity of actual women in spite of the, the, the uh, urge to constantly be presenting as one um, and insisting that you have a clue about what one might be or is or that you could be that. What is fascinating is that this at one time was used um, to, in this motherfucker's own words, um, uh, uh, assuage the the difficulties, the hurt feelings of being discriminated against because of being homosexual, um, because of homophobia. So now what you have, I believe here, is men... Because they will say that they're heterosexual men. They all said that they're fucking lesbians, which, you know, shout out to the lesbians who completely fucking hate you. And shout out to the lesbians who completely fucking hate that. And shout out to the lesbians who um, want to take their fucking L and go home. I, I don't blame you. Um, but now you have men using the same tool, the same method, dressing as a woman. In quotes, because this is what the culture will tell you you're supposed to look like, not how women want to dress or not how women as people are comfortable in clothing, but woman clothing according to the culture. Whatever that has to do, nothing moving. OK, now you you take these clothing and you put them on and you are getting access to who? Children in a culture that is is being nudged in the direction of accepting pedophilia. We already accept children in, in highly sexualized, completely inappropriate public circumstances. We accept much, we accept child, children brides in America, 18, 19 years old. Kylie Jenner was 17. Uh, I believe that her mother cut open her body, put in big plastic tits to make, I mean, uh, uh, you, you need to make a child more fuckable, Chris Jenner? Your children weren't fuckable enough, Kris Jenner. So you had their noses changed, their lips changed, their chins shaved, and their breasts enhanced, Kris Jenner, because your minor child wasn't fuckable enough. And once she was, you know, more fuckable, she was sent on the road with Tyga, who was 28. She was 17. Nobody bats an eyelash. This is celebrity gossip. Not only is it celebrity gossip, but it's the privileged jet set high life of Kylie Jenner. It sounds like fancy slavery to me. Sounds like mama pimping to me. But it's just lifestyle because the only person that's not having a good time in that equation is the girl child who has been cut open who has been told that she's not fuckable enough, not pretty, not valued for how she was born, for who she was born as. Her experience is irrelevant. Because just like the fancy slave, she's being dressed up in expensive things that are pretty, that make you feel jealousy, that you envy. And all of these things work as the perfect shield You feel as though she's privileged. She's got this shield of fucking privilege. She's got this shield around her that you cannot get through to save her. That you cannot break through to help her. 
because as critical and unimpressed and whatever as we are of Kylie Jenner, I have heard very little talk about trying to save this little bitch from her pimp ass mama who had her body cut open and reconstructed to make her more fuckable before she sent her off as a child to tour on tour, just to be a concubine, just to be there for him to fuck and play with. When she sent her on tour with a 28 year old, this is another, this is, this is another example of the, the vacuum that we have in place of fucking girlhood because um, she should have been doing 17 year old stuff. She should have been in her natural body, learning how to fucking love her thin little lips and big chin. Fuck it. Whatever. She should have been little Kylie taught to love herself. The reason why we are completely incapable of accepting self-acceptance is because the American economy would collapse. It would collapse. If you stopped hating yourself, if you became content with what you had, if it was possible, right? Let's say like, you know, if you could be content with what you had and who you were, we would not have this economy that is built on aspirational desperation. What happens if you don't want to go on a diet, bitch? What happens to Weight Watchers? What happens if you just wake up one day and go, fuck it, I'm pretty, fuck it. What happens to Sephora, Ulta, Skims? What happens? They go the way of Brill Cream and Caldor and the DeLorean. But we've got such massive chunks of our economy based on self-loathing that we'd rather just watch our girls get fucked we'd rather just watch our people die younger and younger I guess there's a vacuum in the humanity of all of us Americans maybe that's the problem and we shouldn't differentiate our vacuums Nah, fuck it. We should. Um, women and girls experience a particular unique vacuum. There is a there is a unique absence of appreciation for our comfort. This law is the law that makes it impossible, that makes it illegal for a girl to say no. That's what the bathroom bill is. The bathroom bill makes it illegal for a girl to say, no, do not follow me into this space. No, I need to be by myself. No, I do not want to show you my naked body. I do not want to change in front of you. And no, I do not want to see your dingly, dangly, sad, little wrinkly fucking dick, fucking framed and wiry, white fucking like like dangly tangles of fucking horror and death. I'm thinking of the trans woman I saw on the news the other day, to be honest. 
That is how I imagine that person naked. Because, again, he was older than any bitch I've ever seen on the fucking news. (laughs) And um, hideous, fucking terrifying, man. And I hate, I I don't mean to be petty. (laughs) I mean to be demonstrative of the terror, uh, illustrative, excuse me, uh, of, of how a little girl might feel being confronted by a wrinkly, fucking doughy, scary, manly sounding, manly walking, manly talking man with a face full of fucking makeup and his dick out at the gym. I think it matters how eight year olds feel, girls, how 18 year old girls feel, how, well, I guess they're women how 28-year-old women feel, but I really give a fuck about the kids because this bathroom bill, locker room law, that doesn't require any type of authentication for a man. You could be a non-conforming gender. By the end of it, what you are is a dude that looks like a dude who's saying he's a woman and you can't stop him from coming into that fucking room and pursuing any woman and any girl that he wants to watch, to smell, to be near. That fucking doorway used to be a magic boundary because even if the motherfucker followed you, it was illegal. You had recourse. Now they can just be in a skirt. Not even, again, they just can be who they are, men, and say, I am a woman. And they are able to pursue their fucking prey Anywhere she may go, anywhere she may attempt to escape. Danielle Moscato has a room or was in a room, has taken up room in women's shelters and has also tweeted out the words, suck my dick, because he has a dick. Danielle Moscato has a dick takes up room in women's shelters and celebrates International Women's Day by telling women who don't want to share the room with his bald five o'clock shadow fucking ass because these are women who are in a shelter. Therefore, you can imply vulnerability and victimhood from this condition. They don't want to share a room with a strange man. This man now legally says he's a woman says, suck my dick, he keeps the room, she goes and sleeps in a tent. You look it up, because it's true. And when you Google that shit, you're going to find all types of stuff. Women's clinics closing, because you can't give someone with a dick a pap smear, so nobody with a vagina can have anything. Women's bookstores closing, and being invaded by males who look like males, who sound like males, who walk like males, who are aggressive and violent like males, but say they're women and therefore have the legal upper hand. I will work with you on lessening the animosity between people with vaginas and people with penises. How wonderful would that be? I only stand to benefit from that, seeing as how I have a vagina and therefore spend my entire life on the victim side of that fucking spectrum. 
Why wouldn't I want things to improve? Why wouldn't I look forward to a utopian world where if somebody comes into the bathroom and they have a fucking penis, I don't really have to think about it. It won't be in my lifetime. It won't be in my lifetime, but I will work towards it. I will instruct, train, raise, and guide my children to have the sensibilities to work towards it. We can do a 99-year lease on this idea, motherfucker. I'm down. But just like leaving my front door open, it's the fucking last step. Opening these spaces up. And I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that as we, as we go through this 99-year process of getting to understand how and that women are people whose whose daily experience is affected by their biology um we will not even need to have the sports debate which is which is just truly the most cruel the most cruel psychologically cruel aspect of all of this as as it is what is it that you are going to watch? Girls lose scholarships. Girls lose placement. Girls lose money. And you understand that these young athletes, these girls, are being fucked for life. Fucked for life. Because they are losing opportunities to be scouted by better schools. That's why people participate in sports so that you can get a scholarship to a school that you might not be able to afford. It makes you more attractive to a school that is highly competitive. These girls are not being scouted, are not getting scholarships. They're not being selected. So do they end up in lesser institutions? who are, when they graduate then and they have this name of the lesser institution on their resume, they will then be considered for jobs that have less prestige and less pay as well? Are you just shoving them back in life with your dick for the rest of their lives? Nobody who recognizes and respects the humanity of girls could ever for a moment consider this to be reasonable. Not for a fucking moment. Would you let girls suffer publicly and lose publicly, obviously, lose races and lose opportunities? You couldn't possibly see girls as people. You couldn't possibly be, be aware of the humanity of these girls and think that it's okay that they get fucked by boys who say they're girls. You have mediocre loser ass male athletes breaking records as girls. That's just physiology. That's just science. I want trans people, this trans science, make them show it because all of the trans science, when you really take a look, children, this behavior will desist. When you take a look at the 30-year study that came out of Sweden, 30 fucking years, what happens? Male to female, transgender people, 
do not lose the masculine level of violence and criminal activity, cr- criminal, uh, criminal, criminal tendencies. That stays. That and it's and it's much higher than women-born women than in women. That male criminality, that aggression, it carries right over. Even when you say you're a fucking woman, none of that fucking changes. Even if you have a fucking uh, sex change or reassignment is hilarious. So fucking sex change. If you have cosmetic ass surgery to build yourself a fuckhole, you're still going to be as aggressive. They don't go in there and scoop out that fucking part of you that makes you a rapist and a fucking killer. That shit is in your DNA. It's going nowhere. And that's what the science says. That's what the science says. If you have gone through male puberty, that's it. That you can't set, even if you want to wear a dress, you are as likely to offend as any other man. And what's really kind of tragic is that female to male transgender people exhibit more violence than women. They experience, they, they exhibit more aggression and violence. This is uh, uh, attributed to the testosterone in most cases. But, but what, what is, that's, that's the fucking science. That women who are women born with vaginas, who are women who say women, who are women who are born girls, who have vaginas... are at a physical disadvantage for life just because of science. So once in sports, let's say, um, we have a, we have the total advantage when it comes to making more people because <laughs> you got nothing there. Um, uh, um, you cannot carry a baby is what I'm saying. Um, which makes you not a woman is what I'm saying. And here's the thing. A healthy, normally functioning woman can carry a baby. So don't don't give me this shit. Not all women can carry babies. Well, that's fucking true. Um, but they still are women. They are women that have a, a, a possibly a disease or an issue or a problem. Otherwise, your normal, healthy female body can carry an adult can carry a child. So we have the physical advantage there. But maybe until, um, I was going to say, until you can carry a baby, maybe you shouldn't be able to run the track races. But they are definitely attempting to do womb surgery and all this other shit. And this is because why? Why is this? Because men are much more likely to violate children than women ever would be. Than women are. Men violate children more than women violate children. So when you have these trans people that are loading themselves up with hormones to prove that they can breastfeed a child, one of the things that the science will tell you is that they are doing this in spite of what the fuck effect it has on the child. They don't give a fuck. Whereas women who breastfeed are much more inclined to stop taking all foreign substances, pain relief even, when they are breastfeeding a child because the focus is on the child. Whereas if you are born with a dick and feel the need to have yourself surgically enhanced so that you can breastfeed, this is about you. Motherhood is about the child. Healthy, wholesome motherhood, breastfeeding always. 
about the child. Being a dude and needing to prove a point is about you. Because you don't know what the effect is of taking all those fucking drugs and chemicals and hormones and everything else. And then, and then, and then trying to breastfeed this person. You don't know what's going to do to their fucking body. And you don't give a fuck. Again, four years old, you'll hold that motherfucker to what they have to say. Four, four years old? That's a man. That's a man that has decided that a four-year-old is a reliable source for fucking anything. Unless that four-year-old says that he was raped by that man, then they know nothing. Then they cannot be trusted. Then they've been coached by their mothers, most likely, to just say crazy shit. But if that kid says, I'm trans, which they would never fucking say, they would say, boy, pink is pretty. <laughs> Way out there shit like that. Pretty. Pink is pretty. Uh-oh. Sterilize that little nigger. He thinks pink is pretty. We don't need any more of them. Don't let that little bitch fucking procreate. Did you hear what he said? We have a cure for that. Like in Iran. In Iran, where transgenderism is a cure for homosexuality, where you will be accepted if you change your sex to the appropriate sex to make it look like you are heterosexual, doing everybody a big favor. You're alleviating the gay men who don't want to change because then they can chill with you like as if you were actually a woman and you're, you know... Doing whatever you're, you're, you're doing whatever it is. You're, 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 you're alleviating, alleviating your parents of the fucking embarrassment of having a son who likes girly things. You're doing a lot for the patriarchy when you embrace this transgenderism because um, it's really, I, I agree that it is the new conversion therapy. It erases homosexuality quite effectively, unless you're just doing it because you're a goddamn fucking pervert, I guess, because you want to have a you want to have a dick and be a lesbian. What is that? Oh, I'll tell you. It's perversion. It's also aggression against actual lesbians who are just women who like women. It's just not exciting. It's really not that crazy. But it, by definition, means no dicks allowed. Done. By definition means no dicks allowed. So I get on that 99-year plan with you. 99 years after. The last little girl has had her internal organs ripped out by a man. 99 years after. The last teenage girl has been viciously raped while vomiting. 99 years after. Someone like Virginia Roberts Dufresne could come forward with a fucking photograph of herself. With her abuser. 99 years after, we doubt Virginia Roberts to free and other women, with or without proof. It just happens to be so vile and so egregious because she has photographic evidence. And we're still letting Alan Dershowitz go, Wah! 
James Patterson. I don't actually Alan Dershowitz is like, no, she didn't do it. Alan Dershowitz also said that at 15 years old, she, quote, made her own decisions. Do you know what a 15 year old is? A child. With a vagina, with or without a vagina, 15 years old. That's a child. And if we live in a culture where 15-year-olds are left to make their own fucking decisions, like four-year-olds, they're going to be held forever. There's a problem with the culture. But there's certainly a vacuum in Alan Dershowitz uh, and his understanding in the, in the personhood of people with vaginas. So 99 years after, we no longer have a mentality of vicious, vicious intellect, a vicious cultural uh, sculptor like Alan Dershowitz. Once we have purged the culture of minds like that, then we can talk about letting everybody pee-pees together because then it'll just be pee-pees. Sure. Poopies, pee-pees? Sure. But while it's still a fucking refugee camp on occasion, stay the fuck out of the bathroom. If you were a woman for real, real, if this woman feeling existed, this is what I would like to suggest that our trans sisters, were we to have any, our trans sisters would say, I would never endanger a woman or a girl by insisting that we have a law implemented in the culture that allows for anybody to have access into any previously gender segregated female only space. No trans sister would want that because the feeling of empathy you would relate as another woman, as a sister, if this feeling could be transferred into the body, into a body with a dick. You would feel the way I feel about it. I don't force other women and girls to be around me naked. That's fucking weird. Women tend not to do that to each other. I have turned my back for women in my life who, who are, are modest. Too modest to maintain having a conversation with me while they're changing and I'm facing them. Not, not every woman in my life is like this, of course. Of course. You have your other friends where you're just at the gym and, you know, and you, but you have different levels of modesty and different levels of comfort in each and every woman and in each and every girl. And we have a tendency to fucking respect that in each other. I have never had a woman demand that she has to be naked around me. I have to be there when she changes and I have to change with her. Never. That's this trans bullshit. Schools are offering separate accommodations to boys who say they're girls and it's not good enough. What? Why? Why? And then you say, oh, it's not about having the penis out. Well, clearly it is. This is your pedophilia workaround. Pedophilia, not accepted in the culture. So how do you get to see little naked girls? You dress as women. This technique was used by homosexual men when the 
culture was not accepting of their lifestyle, according to them. So now you have it again resurfacing as a fucking tool. I'll dress like a fucking woman and use it as a workaround. Well, I'm not gay anymore. I'm a woman. I'm not a pedophile. I'm your mom. No, no. No. I was at Afropunk. And um, there were only gender neutral bathrooms, which is really fucked up. If you would like to have gender neutral bathrooms, fabulous. Wonderful. Let people choose to use those. And if you don't want to have men's bathrooms, only gender neutral bathrooms, well, that's wonderful, too. But while a female segregated space is still also a refuge, then you should have that available for those of us who would choose that. So I'm with a little girl at Afropunk and we go into the bathroom. Um, we step up into the to the posh ass fucking trailer, stupid bathrooms in the in the in the VIP section. I don't know what the rest of you had to piss in, but that's where we were at. Um, and she sees this little girl sees three or four men just slathered in sparkles, baby, just fierce. They had the chiffon and the, the, the literal fucking fairy wings, or maybe they were butterfly wings. They just had big flippity floppity, uh, like the, the lashes with the sparkles. And did I mention they had glitter and sparkles, bitch? Did I mention they had chiffon and they had peach and they had bows and they had ribbon and they had silk? Did I mention this? Did I mention this? Did I mention that the light was reflecting off of the, the bedazzled shit that they had stuck on their fucking skin? Did I mention this? The little girl I was with looked over and said, there's men in the bathroom. Let's wait outside. Chiffon, sparkle, bouffant, head do, ooh, ah, lip gloss. You're a man. You're a man. And I think it's fine. Lip gloss, chiffon, sparkle. You're a man. Lip gloss, chiffon, sparkle. Still a man. Lip gloss, chiffon, sparkles. Still a man. Lip gloss, chiffon, sparkles. Still a man. And that's okay. It's okay. But before you can get into the women's room with us, other people that are women that are not you, that are not men, we're going to need 99 years to get some shit straight. And I am telling you, <laughs> this is 99 years, not starting today, nigga. 99 years from the last fucking rape, from the last violation of a little girl by a man, of a woman by a man, when this is a purely academic subject, then we will have our gender-neutral bathrooms because there would be no argument against it. You would then at that point be phobic, phobic, weird, having no reason, scared, uh, whatever it is, without concern, an unreasonable concern, phobic, phobia, an unreasonable concern, phobia.
This is not an unreasonable concern. Predators do not have boundaries. If they will fuck you while you puke, they will say, I'm a woman. Let's fix this tendency first. Let's evolve. Let's evolve. Let's fill in the vacuum of girlhood and womanhood with personness. First thing is if you have a dick, you should shut the fuck up. That's step one. This is the same advice that's being given to white people presently as well. Shut the fuck up. It is your turn to listen. To listen. No shame in the listening game. You get a lot of fucking information when you listen. It's actually quite powerful to listen. You need to listen. And what you're going to figure out is that falling face first into a Hello Kitty eyeshadow palette doesn't make you a woman. Wanting to fall face first into a Hello Kitty eyeshadow palette does not make you a woman. There's no room for your dick in girlhood. We are full up. With other things like personalities and we interests and hobbies and up. stuff. That's what I meant. Not We're not full up with dick. And that's not what I meant. If you want to sit down and shut the fuck up and hear our stories as we choose to tell them, you will find out what this space is full of. And you will realize you don't fit in. Not even in a dress. You don't fit in. And it's okay to not fit in here because you are right. There does need to be a place for you at the table. That expression, there should be a place for transgender people at the table. It's just not sitting at a woman's lap not sitting on a woman's lap. The place for transgender people at the table is not seated on a woman's lap. You deserve your own chair. And I deserve mine. <clears throat> Okay, that's it. End heavy flow stream of consciousness. Woman rant. Shout out to the Gulabi gang. Shout out PKK. Shout out Women's Liberation Front. Peak Trans. The Resisters. Shout out to every little girl who likes pink stuff. And because of it has her feelings dismissed and ignored because she's just a freely fancy little thing whose feelings don't matter or count shout out to every little girl who got sucked into fucking having themselves chemically castrated chemically sterilized just because they wanted to wear clothes that were comfortable somebody managed to convince them that there was something wrong with them shout out to all the little boys who like pink 
It's okay. Shout out to all the useless four-year-olds. You really should just be allowed to say dumb shit and not have the fucking weight of the world resting on your shoulders. You should not have to be responsible for what you say when you are four. Shout out to all the little girls who say no. Shout out to all the women who say no. One day, it will matter. Because I will tell you, this shit, this trans ideology, you have won the battle. You have not won the war for girlhood. You may have planted a flag, but you are about to be fucking evicted. Vagina, 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 vagina. Vagina! <laughs> I gotta clear that voice. Hold on. Vagina!